The word for today is entitled The Compassion of Jesus. Um, I prepared this word before we went on holiday. We were going to the Isle of Wight for three weeks. We've just been back a week. So I knew I was speaking today. I didn't want to just rush back and put a word together. I like to prepare. I like to seek God. So I prepared this word before we went on holiday, ready for our return for today. Now, while we were on holiday on the Isle of Wight, we went to a Christian festival. We didn't know this festival was going to be on. Funny that, isn't it? We found out while we were there, we went to visit a church. They told us about this festival. Would you like to come? Oh, yes, please. Book the tickets. It was churches coming together on the island. They hadn't done this before. This was the first. What a privilege been there at that time to go to this festival. It was great. The worship, people were saved, people were healed. Graham Kendrick was there, his music was amazing, very, very powerful. It was a fantastic, fantastic service each day. There was the Friday night, all day Saturday, Sunday morning. It was absolutely amazing. It was called the Lion Heart Festival. The Lion Heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Confirmation <laughs> from this morning's press. <laughs> the heart of the Father was in this festival. The reason we went to a church, we went to try a church because. I brought my tissue because I know I'm going to get upset at this, but Derek and myself are moving to the Isle of Wight. A lot of you here probably know that already, but maybe some of you don't. It's been a dream of ours for many, many years, but we never ever thought it was possible. Family situations, church, all sorts of reasons. It was never the right time. Derek so wanted to go and I always said no, because I didn't feel it was the right time. But this year, things have changed, situations have changed massively. And it has still been a prayer of ours and we've always given it to God. Lord, your perfect timing, whatever you want for us, it's over to you. And in May this year, when I spoke last about Jesus walking on the water, about us really looking at Jesus holding his hand, stepping out the boat, taking that step of faith. Shall I, shan't I? Shall we have a go? Shall we not? I was in that situation with Derek about this. What do we do, Lord? What do you want us to do? And the Lord said, come. I felt different after that word that was given that day I just felt different in my whole being and I felt the Lord say to me and I shared it with Derek now is the time to go and it's all right to it's okay and I said Lord I'm fine here I'm happy here we are happy here we're having a great time here at the Rock Church you know we've been here a year 
we have learned so much and God's done so much within. Especially in me, he's done a lot in me. And I'm so thankful to everybody here. But most of all for the Lord placing us here in the Rock Church for this past year. But now he's saying go. And I'm saying really? (laughs) Is this possible? Is this really possible? So we chatted and we prayed. So I said Lord. If this is really of you. I don't want this to be of us. Not of us. We'd love to go. Yes please thank you very much. It's a beautiful place to live. And yes we'd love to go. But it must be 100% of you that we go. Otherwise I'm not going. I can't. There must be a work for us to do over on that island. Otherwise I'm not going. That's as simple as that. I can't. So it's not to be of us as much as we would love to be there. So Lord, please give us the confirmations of this. And then the confirmations came. (laughs) My goodness, did they come. We decided to go over for a week. And we found a bungalow on the island. We'd seen it a little while back, but we never really looked at it because we thought, well, it's not going to happen. It was still there. We've always wanted a bungalow. That's been our dream. We just always wanted a bungalow. So we booked to go and see this bungalow. And we went over. And we just looked at each other and we went, this is the place. Sometimes you just know that you know. We cancelled the other viewings. We didn't even go. We just knew this was for us. We put our offer in. It was accepted. And it was accepted over a cash buy from somebody else. The lady gave it to us. We spoke with this lady a few days later. We went back to see the bungalow before we returned home. She's a Christian lady. It's a Christian home. Her husband had been a minister serving the Church of England. I think it was 65 years, wasn't it? He's since passed away. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Beautiful. And the bungalow is named The Old Surgery. The old surgery. It was a doctor's surgery before COVID. It closed down, but it did not reopen as a doctor's surgery and was sold as a property. Lady bought it up, did it all up and everything. It's lovely. It's God's surgery. Yeah. It's God's healing place. And it's going to be used for his glory. So we went to a church while we were away that week seeing this bungalow. Lovely service, spirit-filled, it was great. Before we went in, I said, Lord, give us a confirmation in here. Because we need a church to go to. We need to know where you want us. We enjoyed the service. We were prayed for after the service. The pastor prayed for us. And the lady came up and the pastor said, don't tell anything to this lady. She's prophetic. Just let her pray for you. Just let her pray. So, okay, right, that's fine. So she did. Beautiful prayer. We were in floods of tears. And she said, I can see. The two of us were standing together. And she said, I can see Jesus standing in the middle of yourself, Derek and me. And he's got your hands with his hand, putting them together and entwining them. The three of you. Derek, me and Jesus. And she said, there is a new beginning coming. Go for it. 
lay down everything, lay down all the past. The past is in the past and you have to let it go. You have got to let it go. You have to lay it down. Trust in God. He is going to do a new thing. Well, we just looked at it, didn't we? That was all we needed. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So we came back on that Saturday. Our house went on the market on the Monday. It was sold the following week. Bum, bum, bum. Everything just happened so fast. Absolutely incredible. We're still going through the process of the contract and everything. But it is all in God's hands. And we will be there when he wants us there in his perfect timing. And it's exciting. When we were on holiday, we went to another church. There was another church the Lord put on our heart to go to. And we went to this one. Again, great service, spirit filled. These were the people that told us about the festival. And we went to one of the, well, we went to two of their prayer meetings. We were invited to go to their prayer meetings and they were so powerful. And they said, we are not surprised you are here. And I said, why? Because the Lord has told us. The Lord is bringing Christian people to the island for such a time as this. The Lord has spoken to the people in the churches on the Isle of Wight and these two, this one particularly, the Lord is sending the people for a work he is preparing to do. He is making the way. Again, wow. We were absolutely, yeah, so grateful. It is emotional for us because, as I say, we love it here so much. But when God says, go, you go. We will always be a part of you here because we love you. We will always be back to visit you. And it's on our heart that we will always be a part of you. For you mean so much to us all. So please know that. Please know that. But when you are obedient to God's calling, when he says, go, you've got to do it. And he will do all the rest. He'll put everything together for you. That isn't just for us here today of what's happened to us. That's for each and every one of you as well. That's for each and every one of you. If God puts something on your heart, then run with it. Don't sit on it. Don't wait. There might be a perfect timing like there was with ourselves. There was that perfect timing. It wasn't right all those years ago, but it's right now. But always seek and say, yes, Lord. If you want to say I'm available, (laughs) expect that prayer to be answered. (laughs) And that's all we've ever done is say, Lord, use us for your glory. Just use us for your glory. When we were at this festival, um, they had a vision for the island and I want to share this with you. The vision was that the island is a diamond shape. And that fireballs are being fired from the island. From the island. Reaching out across to the mainland. Across the water. But not only just the UK. It's going to ignite all over the world. God's fire is igniting. And it truly is. A time, and they spoke about this greatly, of churches 
coming together as you spoke about this morning. This is imperative. This is why I want to share this with you today. It is in a preparation of what God is doing. They believe that from this festival, a seed of revival has been planted. A seed of revival has been planted. Let's claim that. That God is rekindling fire in people's lives. And that people are going to encounter God in a mighty new and powerful way like never before. There has been a shifting. There has been a mighty shifting. God is making the ground fertile once again. For now, he is doing this for each one of us. Yeah? Yeah. And the words were, let heaven come down. Let your fire fall. And let's claim that fire. On the island last Saturday, God sent 100 Nigerian pastors and evangelists to the island to pray over the island. 100. It was the day we came home. I was quite disappointed. (laughs) I would have loved to have been there. God sent them. He just told them to go. Go pray over that island, preparing the way. We spoke to a couple at one of the prayer meetings and he was very powerful. He gave us an incredible testimony of what's going to happen. An amazing prophecy over our lives. It's in God's hands, in his time. So I believe that our move to the island is for such a time as this. It is God's positioning for whatever he is going to use us to do. It's fine. We just said, use us, Lord, just use us. Last week, they were also having a revival festival in the island as well. They're going for it. They are going for it. When I was listening to the festival on the Sunday morning, the service, which was, it was all outdoors, of course. It was incredible. It was that beautiful weather as well. It was very hot, but it was great. And on the Sunday morning, they did the church service and Graham Kendrick was playing the worship. It was beautiful. It was very, very powerful. And through that worship, I had a picture as well. And I could see the outline of the island. And right in the middle, there was this great big hot spot. A massive, great big hot spot right in the centre. The centre of the island is Newport, and that's where this church is, right in the centre that we'd been to. And from this hot spot, there were sparks coming off it like this. Just sparks coming, 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 coming. You could see the footsteps of Jesus all around. And Jesus is simply saying, follow me. Walk in those footsteps. Because you are the sparks. You are that Holy Spirit fire that God is going to use to reach where you are. Not just there, but here as well but we have to be obedient and we have to go. The word of God given at the festival is that God wants to release the heart of the Father. God wants to release the heart of the Father by his love, by his compassion, reaching out in him. When I heard that, I knew I was to tell you that. 
It is for you here as well today. The miracles, signs and wonders will follow when we go out first with the heart of God. It will be, but we have to go out with the heart of God. Amen to that. Absolutely. God's word says, when you see me, you see the Father. He partners with us that others will see him through us. We are to let our faith arise. We are to allow our faith to arise and to share the love and the heart of the Father to all people. We must have the Father heart of compassion because then others will see Jesus in us. They will see our relationship in him. God wants to put his heart on you and in you. I'd just like to read a piece of scripture now from Matthew chapter 9. And it's verses 35 to 38. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching of the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Amen. Truest compassion is only found in the nature of God because only God knows the full depth of our pain, of our needs and of our sufferings. He knows. He understands. He understands our weaknesses because he was tempted just as we are. But the difference being, of course, he did not commit any sin. As believers in Christ, we are called to learn Jesus' heart of compassion. The Holy Spirit works in us and through us, reconditioning our hearts to be able to sense that pain from human bondage, to weep with those who weep tells us that in Romans 12 15 rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep to show compassion means to suffer with someone to enter into a person's situation and to become involved Jesus's whole life his whole life demonstrated compassion As Jesus traveled through the towns and the villages of Galilee, he had compassion for the crowds. The people flocked to him because they were weary. They were helpless like sheep without a shepherd, as we have read. And his heart went out to them all. 
Now, on a number of occasions, Jesus healed sufferers with leprosy, which, as we know, was a highly infectious wasting disease, so contagious that its victims were quarantined in lonely places for such a long time. They couldn't remain in human society. But Jesus, instead of being anxious of his own safety or immunity, we see Jesus willing to allow them near him and he touched them. He laid his hands on them and he healed them. I thought, may that be a lesson for us. We are not to be afraid for people that we go to pray for, no matter their situation, the Lord is with you. Amen. Touch, lay your hands, that they be healed. Another piece of scripture from Mark, Mark chapter 1, verses 40 to 42. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. He said to Jesus, if you are willing, if you are willing, Maybe we need to say that to the Lord. But Jesus is saying to you today, yes, I am willing. Be healed in Jesus' name. You know, the man wasn't only just healed of leprosy, but he was loved. He was loved. And he was affirmed as a person. He wasn't seen as someone he could not touch. He was loved. <coughs> now Jesus' healing ministry is an expression of his compassion. And we need that too. Amen. Let's now turn to John chapter 8. Verses 2 to 12. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple and all of the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery and when they had set her in the midst they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and he wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking, asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground, then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, 
where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Amen. Here we see that compassion is not a weakness, but is actually associated with courage and authority. It is a life transforming quality. With her guilt and shame addressed, Jesus now offered her a new life. He was providing this dear lady with a way to escape condemnation. Jesus, as we know, does not encourage the sin, but loves the sinner and calls for sinners to turn away from their old corrupt lives. Jesus prompted the accusers to consider their own lives and all of them dropped their stones one by one, knowing too they deserved the same punishment. We must remember how much God has forgiven us and that none of us have the right to throw stones. Amen. Amen. Jesus brought hope where people had abandoned hope. He declared forgiveness where people were tormented by guilt. He brought inner release where people were oppressed by evil spirits. He brought healing where there was sickness. He fed the hungry where there was hunger. Praise God. You know, to know of God's compassion, we need only to read his word. He's given word to us. Jesus came to teach us his compassion. To show others how he first loved us. Compassion also shows that as Christians we are willing to take that extra step. And to put ourselves in a position to help others. Jesus went out to the people. He mixed with the poor, he mixed with the hurting and the lost. He made himself available to all. You know, we can't always wait for people to come to us with problems. We need to try and approach people where we are, where God places us, with a desire to help those in need. To show someone you care can mean so much. To bring a word of comfort, a right word at the right time. To give someone a hug is massive, isn't it? Our words and our actions can encourage people so very much. Sometimes we may find it difficult to show God's love to someone. It's not always easy, is it? But we need to ask God to help us in that and he will. He will prepare the way. He will help. Because God's love needs to be shown to all people. Every single one. We must remember that Jesus lived and died for each one of us. His compassion is so great for you and me that he willingly gave up his life for us. God sent his beloved son to this earth for a purpose. So that we be set free to have eternal life 
for all those that believe in him, but also to show the power of his compassion, a power that can and will change lives if we allow it. As we read in Matthew earlier, Jesus said to the disciples to pray to the Lord for the labourers. And for the harvest to be plentiful, you need the labourers. The Lord to this day is still looking for the labourers to serve him and to reach out to the lost and to live by his commandments that were set out to us all those years ago. He wants people like you and me to serve him, to abide by his will and to reach out in his powerful name. In Matthew 10, 1, it says, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Jesus bestowed upon his twelve disciples the delegated power that he himself possessed. And that authority, in the name of Jesus is to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers, to raise the dead and to cast out demons. Amen. Amen. Scripture says, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And we need to believe that. And as believers in Jesus Christ, we too have been given that same power and that same authority. Jesus' authority is greater than any satanic power. We too have unlimited authority over the demons in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, we do. You know, the fuel that led Jesus' ministry was a burning heart of compassion. And now our hearts are to burn with compassion for others. If we want to carry the healing anointing, we are to have a heart of mercy and a heart of compassion. And this requires us to die to self and allow Jesus to mould us and prepare us ready to move in the miracles of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Compassion will drive us to action. Amen. Amen. Another piece of scripture I'd like to share with you is John 14, verses 12 to 14. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Another confirmation from this morning prayers. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Amen. Isn't God good? All the time. Jesus' promise here is open-ended. The works and the greater works are for those who believe in him. That includes you and me. Jesus did the works that he did because the anointing of the spirit of God was upon him. And he has given us that same anointing. That us as followers in him, we have that. Let's go out and use it. For the Holy Spirit dwells within us. He's never going to leave you. His word says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am with you always. We have that power. We have that authority. Let's claim it and believe it and use it. You know, Jesus said that we are to preach the gospel to every creature. 
and that one of the signs that will follow is that we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover in the name of Jesus. Amen. I updated the prayer list this week. On this list, was it 56 we counted? 56, 57 people on this prayer list. How wonderful it is to pray for people. Yes, of course it is. And thank you, Lord, that we are. But these people have to come off this list. These people have to come off this list. They do. Enough is enough. It's truth, though, isn't it? I do this and I think, Lord, okay, okay, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Right, let's stand together yeah. in the name of Jesus and pray for this. Actually, can we do that now? Yeah. Can we literally Amen. do this? Because I believe from this morning, God is shifting, God is moving, God is doing a new thing. And we've got to claim, yeah. we've got to use the power and authority yeah. he has given every one of you here today. Let's go for it. Let's give this some welly, literally. And pray, pray to the Lord Jesus, believing names are going to come off this list. We're going to have people come to us next week and say, I have been healed. I feel better. Something has happened. Something has moved. Let's claim it. Let's declare it in the name of Jesus. If you can pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Pray as you wish. Pray in the name of Jesus for healing. Shanana Kishaba, Eto Kora Besha Nekoretoresho Nesho, Eto Troshana Riana Laba Kora Bashanana Data, What about a Kora Bashanana Nina Kora Bashiaba, Esha Rabasha, Esha Rabasha, Eshaba, Trabasha, Koraba, Shabaraba, Shianaraba, Shrera Torabasha, Praise God, Praise God, Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We believe we are going to have such testimonies from that today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Please be seated. Oh, let's never miss a chance of praying for people, especially in unity and in love and in compassion for those people. You know, the Lord doesn't just want to use us to reach out and pray for the lost and for the sick. But he also wants us to be healed yeah. of our afflictions. Amen. You are important yes. and he wants to heal True. you. I'm sure we're all in need of some healing in some way or form. Oh. Or we are desperate in some way. But, you know, if we have faith to believe that God will touch those who we pray for to heal, we also must have the faith that he will, he will heal our bodies too. And he wants to do that today to you. He wants to pour his love on you and within you. As you sit through this service today, he is touching, he is moving. But sometimes we need to surrender. I'll come to that in a bit. But God is touching today. I'd like to read now a piece from Mark chapter 5. 
Mark 5, 21 to 34. It's an incredible piece of scripture, this. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her own body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. Praise God. Jesus did not rebuke this lady, but delayed his mission to the home of Jairus, whose daughter was dying, in order to assure this dear lady of her healing and her salvation. Jesus later, as we know, raised Jairus's daughter from the dead. But here, Jesus took time to minister to one with positive faith. This lady believed that if she had touched the garment of Jesus, that she would be free, that she would be healed. Amen. Amen. She believed in his power and she wanted to receive that power for herself. She first believed. She reached out in faith. She was healed. Amen. Amen. Power of God. We can learn so much from that woman. As we look into her faith, we see that her faith was reflective of who Jesus is. This woman had tried all the natural means of trying to be healed of this blood flow that she had for 12 long years. This lady was unclean for those 12 long years. She had no life. She was in despair. But in Jesus she felt the sense of an all-conquering power. She believed that she had something that would heal her. Her faith allowed her to discover what Jesus Christ had. She believed with all of her heart that healing was for her. In her eyes, she was unimportant. But as we've said already, we are all important to Jesus. She wanted 
his help in her time of trouble. Her deep need brought her to Jesus Christ. And as she approached Jesus, there were no barriers to hinder him from loving her. His love drew her to him. Sometimes we can put barriers up that can prevent and stop us from going to Jesus or from us stopping receiving from him. Sometimes we do that unknowingly, but sometimes that can be. But you know, if you feel that in your spirit, if you know that is maybe possible, the love of Jesus Christ breaks all barriers. Just surrender that to him and he will break that away, take it away. Let nothing be hindered in your relationship with him. We need to trust him. We need to give him free will. We need to let go and we need to let God in. Even in the deepest of our days, Jesus is our hope. He is the power to fill every, every single life with his hope and with his light. And the woman believed this and she experienced it. You know, this woman's faith also brings us to another fact of faith is that we can go to Jesus just as we are. Amen. And that is really important. Yeah. Some may think you've got to get yourselves right before you come to God or clean yourselves up before you come to him. Absolutely no way. You come as you are. It is his touch that makes you whole. And that is what the woman experienced with Jesus. The touch of his garment was a great step of faith. She went to Jesus by faith to be healed. When she touched his garment, it was as if time stood still. Just close your eyes for a moment. Just picture that scene. The crowd, they're all around Jesus. But Jesus halted and for the moment it seemed that for him no one but this woman and nothing but her existed. Jesus knew that healing power had gone out of him and he says to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. You can be that woman. Place yourself there, just you and Jesus. He wants to give the whole of himself to you today. Through making contact, the touching of the hem of his garment. Touch the hem of his garment. Touch out in faith. Reach out in faith to Jesus. For he can touch you where you are right now. to touch the hem of his garment as we are, believing he will touch us back, that we too are going to be set free and be healed. Be still, for the presence of the Lord, the Holy One is here. Be still, for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. He comes to cleanse and to heal 
and to minister his grace. Nor work too hard from him, then faith receive from him. In faith reach out your hands and experience his life-giving flow. Be healed in the name of Jesus. And allow the heart of the Father God to touch you and to fill you with himself. Surrender all. Submit to Jesus. Open up your heart to him. Cry out to him. Receive the heart of God. Receive his compassion within you. Receive. Be set free. Be set free. The power of his love is upon you and within you. Receive the Father heart of God. God wants to release you and he wants to set you free. And I thank you for what you are doing here right now, Lord. Thank you for your heart, Father God, that is touching and filling and refreshing and restoring, that is healing, that is renewing, that is saving. We receive healing in our bodies right now in the mighty name of Jesus, that you be glorified, Lord. That your name be raised on high. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Pray use each of us for your glory. Give us divine appointments for this new week, Lord. That we will go out in your name, in your love, in your compassion, in your power and authority. To pray for those that you put alongside us, Lord. Help us to be bold. Pray, give us the right words to use, Lord. Oh, Lord, set your people free. Use us for your glory, Lord, I pray. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for a wonderful work you're doing. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this preparation work, for this needs to be, for the work you are going to be calling this church to do. This is part of the preparation. Oh Lord, how we thank you, how we thank you, how we praise you, how we love you. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your mighty 